0: We didn't, uh, like I say, uh, finish uh, our our last. Uh, and this, uh, I didn't. Brother Kyle talked for us last week, and uh, he did a great job. Yeah. And uh, I am blessed uh, with um, Bible teachers here, um, with brother brother bobby on sunday morning the bible class and then he uh brother kyle has stepped in there as an assistant teacher and he's helped me already uh several times and i do a uh appreciate that amen and uh we can't get enough of the teaching of god's word uh we all need to be taught <coughs> i uh I have a discussion with some people from time to time, and they're surprised when they hear me make the statement that preaching is not for the saints. Preaching is to get the lost in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book says... Want to go ye in all the world, preaching the gospel to every creature. And then the next thing he said is teaching them to observe. You preach to them to get them in, but then you don't just leave them get in. You've you got to teach. And uh, so teaching is very much important. Uh, <laughs> to the um, uh, 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 to the growth and the spiritual health of every child of God. <laughs> Our last um, focus um, that we talked about was partaking of the living bread, uh, and that's what we uh, uh, talked about. And um, I believe we ended up by talking about going beyond the physical realm. Uh getting beyond uh uh the physical realm. And uh, that is God's desire for all his all his people. Uh the the manner and the way that God did things in the old testament uh uh, were good for them at that time. But, and Jesus didn't uh, do away with it. He said himself, he didn't do away with it. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law, I come to fulfill it. Amen. And then the Bible says that the Old Testament was a schoolmaster Amen. to bring us unto Christ. But now that Christ has come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster, and uh, he has brought about uh, some uh, some greater uh, uh, some greater things. Hallelujah. Uh, in in page number nine of uh, the previous handout. This is what I gave you the last time that we um, that we met. <clears throat> we didn't get all of this taken care of, so um, we have to uh, uh, finish this tonight and then see where we can go on and move on into. While <clears throat> you're getting ready for that, um, I want to begin by saying that God desires. For you and him to have a personal relationship. (coughs) God desires intimacy with you. And there's nothing in the natural realm can bring it about. Jesus said, (coughs) um, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open up, (coughs) I will come unto him and sup with him and he with me. The greatest experiences I've ever had with God, I've been in some great church services, great corporate worship. (coughs) Excuse me. But the greatest experience... I've had with God the most powerful experiences has been one-on-one, just me and him, at home, worshiping God, and where he comes in and meets with me in his spirit. That's when you begin to receive knowledge and revelation. (coughs) If the only time if the only time that you get in the presence of God is when you come to a church house, then your, your relation with him uh, is shallow. Amen. You've got to have a one-on-one. You've got to have some time with just you and Jesus alone. There was an old song in the old song books. A lot of the uh, thank you, sir. Uh, younger people don't know these. <coughs> we need to go back and pick up some of these. Some of this new stuff ain't worth a dime. Uh, I just tell you how I feel about it. Amen. Uh, some of it, some of it ain't worth a dime. Uh but um this uh the older older songs there's one used to sing uh the song was called All Alone. Uh course if I can remember part of it says there are days I'd like to be all alone with Christ my Lord. I can tell him of my troubles all alone. There are days I'd like to be All alone with Christ my Lord, I can tell him of my troubles all alone. (coughs) One of the verses says, There are days I'd like to be with the sanctified and blessed, but there are days I'd like to be all alone. That's the purpose of the lesson that we're bringing you tonight, is to get people hungry, to get one-on-one with God, to have a real Communion with Him that um, uh, that can touch your soul, uh, that can enrich your life. Um, now, looking at page number nine in your uh, handout, it's uh, uh, under ingesting His body and re- and uh, receiving life. If the natural, physical, or literal world around us can't produce spiritual life, (coughs) and we have brought that out, I feel like, plain, and used scriptures in the past sessions. If the natural things around us can't produce life, then it can only come about through the spiritual realm. Jesus gave the Jews the answer to the only way it can be accomplished but they refused to listen to him. John uh, 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 6 and uh, 63, (coughs) notice what it says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And that word flesh there, I can uh, uh, interject, the natural, the natural profits nothing. The words, now, now notice what Jesus said. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to get charged with the spirit? You don't need a Hammond organ going 99 mile an hour. <coughs> some people can't shout to the music going. You know what? It always amazed me. <laughs> when the music's going 100 mile an hour, and some people get to get dancing supposedly in the Spirit of God, ain't it amazing that the Spirit shuts off the same time as the organ does? Hello, somebody. I believe if somebody's really in the spirit of God, it, don't, it won't make no difference where the musics are going tonight. What, like John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He didn't have an orchestra on Patmos playing for him. Hallelujah. But the words that I speak unto you are spirit, and they are life. Hallelujah. You want to get some life into you, ingest His Word. Hallelujah. Get the Word of God down deep in here. The day could come that they may come and take your Bible, your physical Bible, away from you. But Sister Moore, if you got it down in here, they can't take it from there. Hallelujah. They ain't going to be able to take it from here. They may be able to take it from my hand. But they can't take it from here. Hallelujah. The only way we can partake of his flesh is through hearing and obeying his word. And the only way we can partake of his blood is allowing the Holy Ghost to enter our hearts and quicken our old man who is dead in trespasses and in sin. Hallelujah. We have does, can somebody tell me what that word quicken means? To make alive. One verse of scripture said, If the same spirit dwell in you that was in Christ Jesus, it would quicken your mortal bodies. It would make alive. Hallelujah. Your mortal bodies. And if you want to get really really tight, it also says if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his that that's that's tight stuff right there. hallelujah amen and there's a lot of people who profess Christianity that don't have an ounce of the spirit of God. they don't have an ounce. <coughs> Uh, when I hear somebody sing, it's nice to hear a good uh, 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 voice. that's all toned up real good <clears throat> and uh, hits all the right notes just right. But when I hear somebody sing, I, li- I-, I like to hear somebody sing under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When I hear somebody preach, I like to hear him preach out of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And there's a lot of people today don't know what the anointing is. Amen. It's foreign, just like I said a while ago, you know, about praying through. You know, uh, and praying through is not just for the sinner. There's a whole lot of saints sitting on pews and need to get re prayed through. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to talk talk some about the Old Testament saints who spiritually ate and drank of Christ. some people, when they uh, look at certain words, uh, and they say, well, you know, here's, um, uh, it, it says like this, and we just, we should take it as it as it, as it, as it says but if you remember when i started teaching on this series when you begin to read the word of god you've got to have a little spiritual understanding to know what you're looking at if he's talking about something spiritually physically um some things are written allegorically. And if you don't understand how to write and devile all that, then you're going uh, you, to get messed up in your interpretation. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go in the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians, and this is going to be the, the meat of what we're going to be talking about for the night. I've already said you just hold on to that stuff, material that was passed out to you because we won't we won't get to it, I'm I'm, I'm sure now. But First Corinthians, the tenth chapter, and uh, the first four verses. This is what it says: Moreover, brethren. I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. Can somebody tell me, first of all, before we go further, what what event is he talking about here? He were talking about when they left when they left Egypt. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers uh, uh, could be, you could put make it understand a little bit better, our forefathers, our ancestors, were under the cloud. When Ronnie preached, he talked about the children of Israel being led by the pillar of cloud. Remember that? All right. He said, all our forefathers, so he's talking about the Israelites that crossed over the Red Sea leaving Egypt. This is the event that he's talking about. Now look, and all were baptized into, uh, into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now, if you'll remember, I'm going I'm to try to show you something here to where you can learn when you're looking at something. Hey, they ain't no way. That he's talking about anything here natural. There's got to have a spiritual meaning here. There's no way that you can get natural. Here, the children of Israel got to the sea. They looked behind them. What did they see behind them? Hmm? Pharaoh's army. They decided to come after them. If you download Google Earth on your computer and you know where to look, you can can actually see the place where the Red Sea crossing took place at. They They were mountains on both sides of them. The Red Sea was in front. Pharaoh's army was behind. I can just think of one word, trapped. (laughs) (laughs) There they was. So, we all know the story. Moses stretched forth his rod. The waters were parted. They crossed on dry ground. All right. Now look at this scripture. They were all baptized into Moses and in the cloud and the sea. <laughs> now I can, I, can, I can try to tell you this was a literal, natural event. Moses stepped out there, and at least two million Jews, some people, some scholars say there was more than that who came out of Egypt. Moses stood out there, one by one, say, I baptize you into me. Is that what that verse is saying? Naturally it is. Naturally it is. But there's got to be a different meaning. Because number one, they crossed over on dry land. Where they was able was no water to get baptized. They were two huge walls on either side of water of them of water this baptism was a spiritual baptism they were coming out of egypt correct egypt represented the world sin the crossing of the red sea represented a new life a new beginning, a new birth, a baptism, if you please. It typifies when we come out of the world and we're born again, we have a new life. Hallelujah. Those people weren't literally baptized. Moses tried to take time to baptize all that many people. They army would have caught up with him long ago. That's what I want to try to point out to you. And there's many scriptures in the Bible exactly like this that it was never intended for nobody to say, well, this, was, this is something literal <coughs> that we need to do. yeah that's good that's good brother Paul mm-hmm. <coughs> so they were they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea now the next part of that they all ate the same spiritual meat or spiritual food. Now that's, that's in reference to the manna that God miraculously gave them. Hallelujah. Let's read on a little further. and all drank of the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock (coughs) that followed them. Now, what was that rock? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't this get good when you understand what he's saying? Hallelujah. Amen. The rock was Christ. Now, I'm going to stop right here for a moment, and I'm going to interject something else. (coughs) And the reason why I'm going to do this is because I told you at the beginning. Let me see if I can find it. You remember when, way back, we talked about types and shadows? (coughs) The things in the Old Testament God did as shadows of something he was going to do greater. And we got the picture of the tree... In the sun, and we see the shadow, and it it don't it don't take nobody much sense at all. If I tell you go touch the tree, you're not going to go down there and get on the ground and touch the shadow. It's 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 not no substance to that shadow. It's only the shadow is a reflection of the, the true. Now going back the where we were uh, uh we were at um that take me a minute here to um okay, one more. For they all drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. If you'll recall, they got thirsty in the wilderness. God led them to a rock. And the Lord spoke to Moses, and he told him to smite the rock. Told him to smite the rock. I'm talking about the first time. Moses went to the rock, (laughs) took his rod and smote it and waters come out and they all drank. That was a type of Christ. They all drank from that rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus says, told the woman at the well, he said, if you had only knew who it is that talked to you, you would ask me and I would have gave you the living water. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. They all drank. Time went on. If you remember, they wandered in the wilderness. For how long? A good while later, they came back to the rock. And they were, people were grumbling and complaining again. God spoke to Moses. He said, speak to the rock. But Moses was mad. He put up with those people about as long as he wanted to. I figured Moses was the first pastor. (laughs) He got mad. And he stepped out and he said, Must we fetch you water? And he took his rod and he smote that rock again the second time. I'm going to give you something powerful right here. Because of Moses doing that, he was not allowed to enter the promised land. He was allowed to go up on the mountain and look over, but he was not allowed to go in. Now, here is the point. We're dealing with types and shadows. If that rock represented Jesus Christ... Jesus Christ came to be smitten for our sins. <laughs> when he was smitten, we received life. But Jesus is not ever to be smitten again. Hallelujah. He's not coming back the second time as the Lamb of God. When he comes again, he will not be the Lamb of God. He will come back bringing judgment. Because that rock was the top of Christ, and Moses smote it twice, he messed up the example of, And the type that God was trying to show, Jesus will never be smitten again. (coughs) So, the next time you read that, remember, it ain't just because, it's not just because he called the people rebels. That That might be part of it. But the major point is, he made a major transgression by hitting that rock the second time, because that cro- rock was supposed to point to Christ, and Christ is only to be smitten one time. Amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> oh, I, I've, I've got, uh, I've got to hurry up here. My, my time's getting by. That that rock was Christ. Um, so, um. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to quit right there. You got your handout and uh you can look over that and you can see what we'll be doing, the Lord willing, uh, the next time. But hopefully now you've got a uh an understanding that when we look into the scriptures, don't try to literalize everything you see in the scripture. You see, it was the Catholic Church that started doing that. They didn't just change water baptism. They changed a whole lot of stuff. And there's a lot of people, even Pentecostal people, are still following traditions that were started by the old pope thousands of years ago. (coughs) And Jesus said, come out of her, my people. Come out, don't have a part of what she is doing. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Everybody can stand up, praise the Lord. Appreciate you um, being here this evening. We hope that you got uh, something of our presentation, and uh, (coughs) the Lord willing, we will pick this uh, back up next week. Now, everything that we got planned Saturday, I, I guess you know, I mean, you know, it's we're dependent on, on the weather. Uh, <coughs> we may, I don't know, we may have to just take take the candy, candy out of people's trunks and open up the door of the building and if anybody shows up, with an umbrella, give them a, a few handful of candy and send them on their way. It all depends on <coughs> what the weather does. Um, uh, those people that are doing uh, the trunk decorations will will have to uh, get here early to be, be set up by 4 o'clock. It's supposed to start at 4. And you'll have to be here at least by 3 uh, to um, uh, get those things taken care of, like Cassie told you a while ago, we got some um, blow-up rides and some other things. And uh, let's just pray, though, that God will, will bless us with some good weather. But There's been a lot of advertisement about this. And uh, Ronnie drove that big old truck all night long last Friday night up to a Salem in the low-and-back. Parked it and then came straight over here and went up on the hill and passed out... Um, uh, Pamphlets and stuff, and uh, uh, they're um, uh, uh, we're expecting. If the rain uh, uh, holds, off, we're expecting to have a good uh, good crowd. And uh, uh, the key to this is uh, to let people in the community know, say, "Hey, we're here," and hopefully we can get some folks to come back to church. That's what the whole purpose is: is an outreach. Lord's we come to.